Shock advised. Expand your brand. Stand clear. Push to shock. All right, welcome to a brand new mini sort of Expand Your Brand with Daredevil Productions Digital Marketing Manager, Miss Lexi Upeggy. Hello. Hi, Lexi. Hi. So, man, uh, we're going to tackle something that most indie artists don't put a lot of thought into today, huh? Yeah. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about how to define your audience. And I promise you, your audience is not whoever shows up at the bar. <laughs> right. right. Uh, yeah. it's, most, it's, most of them probably just showing up. They're the, they're the, the vodka's audience. Right. <laughs> or the bar's audience. Mm-hmm. And you might be there just providing entertainment okay but maybe they're not your audience so we need to find out who your audience is why is this important because you want to expand your audience using social media this is one of the concepts and the tools that we use to grow our artists audience and i can tell you without thinking twice with complete confidence it's a generalization but every one of our artists that have been with us for longer than six or eight months has an online presence, real engaged audience with real people who love them and love their music that is bigger than any major label act that isn't famous. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, uh, this is why this is important. How do we do that? This is one of the ways that we do it. Okay? So, let's talk about the audience, Lex. Okay, so basically, what you maybe want to start with is what's your sound, right? So, if we're talking about music, What's your sound? Are you um, country? Okay, that's not a very good example of your audience because I would go ahead and guess that Toby Keith's audience is very different than Kelsey Ballerini's audience. That's right. But you'll probably hear them both on country radio. So, that's right. So your audience is, is like the subgenre of the subgenre of the subgenre of the main genre right and the more specific that you can get then the less time that you're going to you're going to waste less time you don't have a lot of money you're trying to do this yourself you don't have a lot of time because you probably got a day gig or and you're trying to figure out how to do this better okay well think about what lexi just said let's take let's take luke bryan for example okay luke bryan in the country genre this works rock and roll pop rap Jazz, it doesn't matter. Like what mm-hmm. the what the genre is, okay? But as an example, Luke Bryan's last record, he had six number ones on that record. Nobody in the history of the genre of country music has ever put out a record with six number one singles on it, okay? Um, so it's safe to say he's beloved, right? <laughs> but and he's played on country radio, like you said. But on country, but the people who don't like Luke Bryan are passionate about it. They don't just feel indifferent about him they think he's the devil right right they think he ruined country music they don't think he's real country music so the point that lexi's trying to make is if you're just if you're spending time trying to target people that are in country or in rap or in rock or in you know jazz or in r&b or in whatever then you you have to be more specific than that because you're you're trying to reach a bunch of people that maybe are predisposed to not liking what you do in any way shape or form yeah even though it's under that same big umbrella you know mm-hmm. so you can do amazing things when you understand how to get down into a niche i'll give you a quick story with the 
the Craig Gerdes story, where and this is when Twitter was real hot back in 2013. I produced this single on an artist that was uh, a song was called Haggard Fan. It's an homage to Merle Haggard. It's about uh, two a blind date. Two kids get together and figure out they're going to get along just fine because they both love Merle Haggard. The the, the the chorus is real badass and edgy, like you're damn right, I'm a Haggard fan. It's got the the Merle Haggard flop, you know, boom, 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 boom. And uh, if you were a brand new newer country artist and you knew the Merle Haggard as a brand because Eric Church talked about it in a song or something like that the song worked the story worked but the artist wove in like six number one Merle Haggard song titles into the storyline so if you were a real Merle Haggard fan <laughs> then you, 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 it went to a different place. It was like really special. And so when we were trying to market, and this was just a single, we went, we didn't have the record, but we were just like, hey, what can we do for, where can we find a bunch of people that would be predisposed to liking a song called Haggard Fan? So here's the situation where we were marketing just the song, not the artist, but it was the artist's song, so he gets included in there. But we're, the focus is on the song. And of course, we're like, Merle Haggard fans, mm-hmm. right? Okay, well, does, does he, he was still alive at the time? Does he have, a Twitter account? I wonder, like, let's check it out. Sure enough, he did. 60,000 followers. So we started working that, okay? And then, long story short, in three months, his Twitter, the artist's, the indie artist's Twitter account grew from 27 followers to 5,000 followers with 2,000 downloads of that song, okay? But it wasn't country music. It was traditional country music. It wasn't traditional country music. It was traditional outlaw country music. It wasn't traditional outlaw country music. It was traditional outlaw country music that's Merle Haggard as opposed to Waylon Jennings or Willie Nelson or, you know. So this is why understanding who your audience is is important to just making sure that you're not uh, you know, uh, like a one-legged duck swimming in circles. <laughs> and just to kind of add on to that too, you know, um, when you're thinking about this genre of you know what your music is and all that kind of stuff, the reason why this affects your audience is because let's say that you are this bro country group, right? You can get away with like some maybe more like sex appeal based posts or things that are more like pop references, things that maybe are a little bit younger, things that maybe your grandma doesn't even know is a word or colloquialisms. A thing. Yeah, lit. Yeah. This party's lit. Like it's totally you know, lit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not cool enough to know what's going on in that respect, but yeah. So, <laughs> so you know that you can get away with that if you're a you know, you are a Ramones cover band, then you can probably get away with some more edgy, like, cl- I don't know, punk looking stuff. Yep. Versus, like, if you're, you know, Kelsey Ballerini fan, you've got Kelsey Ballerini fans, your audience is even younger than that. So mm-hmm. going further, you know, down that age gap, right? So you need to play to that, be appropriate, make sure that it's something that if, somebody's mama walked in on they'd be okay with it right right so how do they figure out who the audience is what's some ways that they can do that um well so ask yourself this if you could pick and we've talked about this a lot actually on on the podcast in general but if you could pick an artist that if you got that opening act slot on their you could go on tour with them yeah yeah it would totally change your life because their fans would love you. And so this is something that 
like especially when we're first starting out with an artist or when we're first kind of talking to an artist they get this a little bit mixed up they pick an artist they're obsessed with because they think that obviously those fans must love me because I'm a fan of that so therefore you know it matches that's not the case you know um I would say probably I don't even know maybe less than a third of the time that's actually the case and and sometimes the size of the audience doesn't necessarily matter I I mean I remember going to see ACDC at Alpine Valley in Wisconsin back in the 80s and one of my favorite bands opened up for them Queensryche Queensryche killer band right like if you haven't heard Operation Mind Climb it's a concept album go and listen to it I don't care (laughs) if you don't really like hard rock like it's like watching a movie it's incredible right and ACDC one of my favorite bands totally didn't work together you know yeah. like I, it, it just was like wow like they hated and I think that might be true just ACDC in general like they don't give a crap who's opening up it's like it's not ACDC yeah. you suck <laughs> true, <laughs> you know? true. could have been Jimi Hendrix back from the dead they'd be like F you like we're yeah. <laughs> you're not ACDC so kind of to play on that um I went to a No Doubt concert uh-huh. at the Verizon Amphitheater. Sure. Down yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Katy Perry just came out, like, literally, I think less than a week before this, came out with her I Kissed a Girl song, uh-huh. right? So she's, like, at the height of her poppy pop, like... But at the same time, like, if you go back and look at old Katy Perry, she's pretty rock and roll. Like, she's yep. like, you know, way more rock and roll than she probably kind of brands herself now. Um, and I remember, like, I went there to see Gwen Stefani, which did not disappoint. Best performance I've ever seen, ever. Right. She got done with her set, got onto the floor, did 100 push-ups, and then got back up and sang a final song. <laughs> It blew my mind. Awesome. But all that to say, like, I didn't have any personal preference, like, for or against Katy Perry going into that. And I saw that performance, and I was like, dude, this girl is my new favorite person. Right, so there's a good, there's an example where the audience was the right Yeah, that's So this is why it's important. There's a wrong way, and there's there's a bad story, and then a good story, Mm -hmm. you know? And and so the reality is that Queensryche's record label paid to get them out. There and, and and ACDC. I mean, Alpine Valley. There's sixty thousand people, seventy thousand people there to go see that show. It's right. crazy. It's a big audience, but man, it, it, that that probably didn't. They probably spent more than they got in return totally. getting that band in front of new eyeballs. Because I don't know if those eyeballs were exactly targeted. So who's your audience? So when you pick, like, start with three bands. Where, but pretend you're the head of a record label and yeah. you just signed you. Take your opinion out of it. Yeah. Just just listen to, like, what your band sounds like is the answer to this question. It's not what your band, you know, necessarily enjoys listening to as a group. Like, Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. That's the most important thing. And so, like, I think almost every girl we get that's a country artist says that she thinks she sounds like Casey Musgraves. Yeah. And it's because they're songwriters and they're country singers, and so they think they sound like Casey Musgraves, who is, like, a country songwriter. Right. And so they connect with that. But that's not, obviously, that's not always the case for every single country singer that walks into our office, but yeah. I probably 90% of the time, that's one of the people they name. Yep. So so you want to put some thought into who that is. And the reason is, is because while you're trying to expand your brand online, while you're trying to grow your audience online through social media, mm-hmm. you want to be targeting people that are going to be predisposed to liking your kind of music. And so the more specific that you can get, the better you're going to, the more effective you're going to be, right? Yeah. And you have limited time and limited money. And so you want to make sure that every second that you spend doing it and every dollar that you spend trying to get your brand out there is hitting an audience that's going to be, that's going to get the most return. Um, you don't want to be, uh, you know, trying to sell the world's best hamburger recipe in a vegan community. We've talked about that before. They're going to hate you and it has nothing to do with the recipe and everything to do with the hamburger. Yeah. If you have a difficult time answering this question on your own, um, I would encourage you to ask people what they hear in your music. But here's some people that you shouldn't ask. Don't ask your mama. Yep. Don't ask your best friends. Um, don't ask anybody that already knows what you like. It needs to be people that kind of have heard your music for the first time. They're taking it in and they say, oh, that kind of reminds me. Maybe of- on social media. That's a good question on social media. <gasps> yeah, great question hey, if you had to, if you had to, If you had to figure out three bands that we sound like, who is it? By the way, there's a natural aversion towards most artists to go down this road. They feel like it's a slippery slope. Like, I don't want to be compared to anybody. I don't want to blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what, man? It's it's not bad, okay? it's it's. But you need to... The reason this is important is because when you figure out who the audience is, they are digitally... There are millions of them that are mm-hmm. raising their hands saying, I love this. If you sound like the people who love the Rolling Stones would love you, mm-hmm. or if the people who love uh, Snoop Dogg would love you, or if the people who love uh, Cher would love you, then or the people who love um, the Mumford & Sons would love your band, then... They're, they're, that's an audience that you can tap into and they're already there going I love this kind of music right and not this genre but this genre subgenre of the subgenre of the subgenre right. like not 
not rock and roll but metal and not metal but black metal or death metal or, or um, I can't even remember some of the other subgenres. But, you know, so who are the other bands that are in there that are that have an audience that you can reach? That's why that's important because then you're taking your branding and you're delivering it to somebody who wants to consume that kind of a brand. Yeah, this is a this is a benefit to you. This I think sometimes artists think if they compare themselves to somebody else, then it makes their originality fade. And that's really not the case. Like every person that's ever been on the radio got inspired from other people and they took musical references from other people because if you don't do that, like your music is not going to be really that great because you're just soaking in just your own mind you're not taking this external force and you do this with your music everybody does this with their music so it take take the time to figure out what audiences would love you through other people's already established audiences and really doing this also is going to benefit you're going to find your audience right and this is going to benefit you in so many ways too like if you need to find a new guitar player you know, saying, well, we, we kind of play music like this guy. Yeah. Then that guitar player can say, I'm not the guy for you, or, oh, I love that. You know what I mean? Or I know so many things that'll improve that sound. So yeah. this is only going to benefit you. It's going to... And, and by the way, um, it's, it, it is... Let's just talk about that for a second. You know, uh, like the, the don't want to be compared to somebody else. You're going to be compared, yeah. whether you like it or not. So you so might the, as well do it. Yeah, and, and, and just figure out who the audience is. You don't have to say we sound like this or we sound like that, but know who you sound like yeah. so that you can, or what sort of like specific lane you're in so that you can go and, and discover those audiences there and get them to discover you. I mean, uh, Bob Dylan wanted to sound like Arlo Guthrie. Okay, and Tom Petty wanted to sound like Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. and uh, Aerosmith wanted to be like the Stones, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Guns N' Roses wanted to be like Aerosmith. They had a bidding war when they got signed, and Geffen won because Aerosmith was on Geffen because they wanted to be on the same level as Aerosmith. That's why they chose Air. Like, it, 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 but you wouldn't say that any one of those artists is a copycat or vanilla or right. sterile. It, it, it's very, very. Uh, they're very, very unique artists all the way around. So, but I, those—that's how you're going to build that audience and get yourself into growth, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. So, I hope that made sense to you, guys. This is what we do all day for a living. We can help you. I mean, maybe you can't afford to be a daredevil artist and 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 become a client of ours, but certainly you can get an education, and that's something that nobody can take away from you. Just imagine how much more lethal you can be online and how big of an audience that you can grow if you are uh, knowing what you're doing, if you're educating, if you're being effective. Every one of our artists at Daredevil Production, if they've been with us longer than six or eight months, has a bigger audience and a bigger social media footprint that's more engaged than any major label act that isn't famous. Okay, So that's, that's saying something there because we use digital to get you into growth. So consult with us. We're available to you. We can help you 
make sure that every dime you're spending every and every minute that you're spending is is going in the right direction. So email us at info at daredevilproduction.com. Once again, production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com and put consultation in the subject line. There is a charge, but you know what? It's worth it. And it's going to, if, if it saves you, if it doubles your audience in the next month, then uh, what, how much would you pay for that? <laughs> uh, it's really affordable though. But anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.